أصره الله سبحانه وتعالى رحمة وجعله حجة وإماما وقدوة سلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين. So alhamdulillah we are going to continue reading from the book uh, that we've been going through alhamdulillah. إضاءة الدجنة في في اعتقاد and also there's a print في عقائد أهل السنة. You're going to find different نسخ. With different titles, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. And we stopped at his statement, وَأَفْتَرُ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ لِمَنْ حَوَى جَوَامِعَ الْكَلَامِ Meaning that the best and most virtuous pieces, peace and blessings be upon the one who was يُعْطَى who was given جَوَامِعَ الْكَلَامِ الْكَلِمِ that the Prophet was given the ability to speak um, small phrases like دَعْمَا يُرِيبُوكَ that have like massive meaning, competent meaning. Uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We got to the 11th line, yes, yeah, sure. No. And then he says, Right, that the Prophet can move him. People were able to understand. Um, people of intellect, the truth through him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لِتُبَيِّنَ لِنَاسِ مَا نُزِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَأَفْحَمَ الْخُصُومَ And جَادَلَ الْخُصُومَ Or to defeat his uh, adversaries who argued with him, بِالْبُرْحَانِ With proof. Imam Ibn Taymiyyah said, subhanallah, in his time, the Qarn al-Sabit, he said, people think that Islam, even in my age, spread be safe. But he says, subhanAllah, abra tariq like if you look historically, Islam spread bil barahim, with hujaj, like with proofs and evidences. That the Prophet he encouraged people and he called them to say, la ilaha illallah, so that they would be able to purify their intellects, right? فَمَنْ أَجَابَ نَالَ خَيْرًا جَذَّلَ And whoever answered that call إِنَّا سَمِعْنَا مُنَادِيًا يُنَادِي لِلْإِيمَانِيًا أَمِنُوا بِرَبِكُمْ فَأَمَنَا Like for example is mentioned in the Qur'an right? They heard the call of the Prophet and they responded Then they reached khayr And that they were You know um, They they asra ila khayr جَذَّلَ means to move quickly towards something وَمَنْ أَبَا أَذَلَّهُ وَجَدَّلَ Right? And whoever أَبَا Da'wata Sayyidina Nabi alayhi salatu salam Adhallahu Allah Wajaddala Salla alayhi allahu malhaqu Tala ma'alihi wa sahbihi wa man tala So we explained all these And that's when we reached the 11th verse Fatafaddal ya shaykh Iqra al-abiyat Or al-bayt Al-ba'atu fil-ulumu Dhatu kathra Wa ba'atuha lahu mazidu al-athra Namu wa ba'du فالعلوم ذات كثرة وبعدها له مزيد الأثرة. What that means is, as we said before, Imam Ruhani he mentioned like forty Sahaba heard the Prophet say Amabad. خلاص بتسمع. What what what's in front of us now is the meaning. وبعد أي مهما يكون فالعلوم. He means like علوم الدينية. Okay, that 
كثرة. There's a lot of them, like so many. Okay. وبعدها له مزيد الأثرة. But there are some which you should prefer to others. There are some that are given preference because of their importance. So what what makes the text of Al-Maqari uh, really, really important is actually this first part of the book because he organizes Islamic studies for people. And I talked to you yesterday about how, unfortunately, with the collapse of... When... when, when as Sunnis, right? Our educational system for many years was tied to the hip of government. So when those governments collapsed, those educational systems collapsed. Unfortunately, we haven't really been able, except in a few places, to create independent, well-funded, like today, I was sitting with the university, one of their investments is $1.6 million. Like 1.6 million, like one investment. She she told me that another investment is 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 a investment vehicle that starts at a hundred million dollars. Like this is for a secular university. We we still don't find like Islamic education financially supported in a way within the Sunni community that can guarantee its independence. So we see it being co-opted by people with money like. Governments and foundational money and so on and so forth. So, because of that collapse, along with that went like the Department of Education. So, like in Egypt, do you know the first book printed in the 19th century in Egypt in the Wizarat Ta'alim wa Tarbiyah? Sharh ibn Aqil Like Sharh ibn Aqil ala is the first book printed for the Egyptian people. Like Egyptians in normal high school were learning Alfiya. The senior year in high school, they learned Zamakshari Asasu Balagha. Because there were still remnants of that system. That system is not perfect either. I'm not saying like, I'm not, I'm not traditionalistic. I believe in like normal, normalized, normative Islam. I think traditional Islam has become also co-opted into something else. But the point I'm making is like, Without that independence, then you lose the organizational structure. And then you think about all this happened in the world, Industrial Revolution, World War One, occupation of Palestine, World War Two, imperialism, the content, continued like impact. We, ha we cannot underestimate the impact of the war on terror on religious studies, right? ISIS killed scholars, man. Saddam killed scholars. Like everyone was killing ulama, right? So this has had like now in Syria, like this has had an impact. The Hanabila in in Palestine, this has had an impact on them. War has an impact. Destabilizations had an impact. And then you have the internet. So now it's like easy to achieve religious knowledge, but it's not organized. So that's what makes what Al Maqari does in the beginning of this text really important, especially for people like ourselves who live in the West, right? I know when I first converted, trying to find knowledge and a system of knowledge, luckily, I think it was easier for me then because I just had one teacher in my city. But I can only imagine if there were like internet and you know thousands of options, I probably would have not even gone to that person. But then you find people are confused between spectacle and exhibition 
that's confused with actual learning. So I may be exposed to spectacle and exhibition, or I may be exposed to certain types of learning that aren't organized. But I'm not going to come out like whole, man. Like they'll be halal. So what Al-Maqari, when he says, you know, وَبَعْدُ فَالْعُلُومُ Right? That the ulum, the sciences, ذَاتَ kathra, Like there's a lot of them. وَبَعْدُهَا لَهُ مَزِيدُ الْأَثْرَةِ and some of them, they have a ziyada, they have a, a, a fadl over others. He's, he's opening up to you, some, to you something that had been there for many years. Al-Ghazali talks about it in a different way in the Ihya. But what he's trying to say is, there are things you need to focus on in the beginning. There are things that everyone should start with. And then the secondary issues can, can, can take place. So that's where we stopped, right? And we mentioned like the virtues of studying theology earlier uh, in yesterday's class. Um, but we stopped at the, these beautiful words of Imam al-Yusi, Imam al-Yusi al-Tunusi, who in his book Al-Qanun, قَالَ وَأَمَّا الْعُلُمُ الْإِسْلَامِيَةُ فَمِنْهَا الْمَقْصُورُ لِذَاتِ So he begins now to Imam al-Alusi, and others did it before him. Uh, uh, he begins to talk about how do you prioritize knowledge, like what's important. So he says, As for like religious studies, There are those who within themselves are an objective. We have the same thing in fiqh, by the way. Muharramat li dhati wal wasail lil muharramat. Right, muharramat li dhati are haram. Al wasail lil muharramat are makruh unless there's a cause for haram. Right, so this this idea of maqasid and wasila is is going to appear a lot in our tradition. Those things which in themselves are outcomes and goals, those things which are means. Okay, we have an axiom in Islamic law. Islamic law, al maqasid tuqaddim ala al wasail. So like in the Maliki Madhab, if someone wakes up and they don't have time to make wudu and Fajr is going to go, they should make tayammum and pray. Why? Al-Maqsid tuqaddim yuqaddim ala al-wasila. Right? So now the fatwa came from this principle, this concept. Maqasid wasail. Maqasid wasail. Now Imam al-Yusi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he's doing that. Taqseem al-Ulum, the designations of knowledge and the divisions of knowledge based on their importance. So he says, فَمِنْهَا الْمَقْصُودُ لِذَاتِهِ Who, for example, aqidah, Iman. That's something that I, I learn because it's a means to something immediately within itself. وَهُوَ الْأَصْلُ الدِّينِ يعني وَهُوَ لِأَصْلِ الدِّينِ وَفُرُوعِ يعني that you're going to find those things which are maqsoodly that in the usul, meaning directly from Quran and Sunnah, and then the furu, things which scholars have had to negotiate. So what he means by usul here is aqidah and sharia. The clear issues of aqidah. Sharia meaning, for example, five times a day you should pray, fast a month of Ramadan. That's not fiqh, that's sharia. What he means by furu are those issues, whether they touched on theology or they touched on practice, which scholars negotiated. That's furu' din. 
So the Sheikh, he says, Why? Because if I don't know fiqh, how can I worship? Worship is an objective, right? So fiqh became the objective also. We have an axiom, When something draws near to something else, it takes its ruling. So it may be secondary, but because it's so crucial to worship, it became... Uh, so he said, Sometimes. So what he says, Right, there are certain types of knowledge which they themselves are the, the objective and the goal. That's like super important. And that touches on the foundations of religion and the issues where the scholars had to engage. So what do they mean by aslu? Al-aslu ma yubna alayhi ghayru. Right? So like the foundations of a house, the qawa'id al-bayt, tubna alayha asha. Okay? So for example, tawheed. How many things are, bait, are, are built on tawheed? Everything. Fiqh. Why do I observe halal and haram? Because I believe Allah is Allah. Right? So, al-fiqh yubna ala at-tawheed. At-tazkiyat al-nafs. Like, why would I stay away from the doubtful? Why am I avoiding evil? Because I believe in Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, tazkiyat al-nafs, at-tasawwuf, yubna ala tawheed. Hada hu al-asl. But here's a question. If you stretch this farther... Uh, how far do I have to travel before I can join my prayers? Can you establish anything on that, or it's just it's just there? So that's a far. So when they use the word asl, they mean those things that are universally found in the Quran and Sunnah, explicitly mentioned, and things are built on them. Hada asl. Okay. The far are those things which are extensions of the asl, but in general they don't calibrate things. You don't build things on them. They're not shamin. They're not umum. Okay? Some call it kuliyat juziyat. Right? So the sheikh is saying, in the classical system of Islam, there was this taqseem of ilm, this, this designation of knowledge based on, number one, al-maqsudun li-dhati, like tawheed. And that covers foundations and secondary issues. Foundations like in Aqidah, not everything in Aqidah is clear. For example, Tawassul. Imam Ahmed said Tawassul is the issue of fiqh. Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, he said, we don't make takfir of anybody that does Tawassul, but the Prophet because this is an issue of fiqh. What he meant? Far. Sayyidina Abu Amr al-Salah, he said, He came before them by like 700 years. So you can see there's a change like in how people see things. And then Imam Ahmed came before him. The point I'm trying to say is they consider that farah. There was no takfir. Now Muslims, they make a takfir of each other. Whether they do it or don't do it, they're divided. Why are you dividing over the yet? You should divide over the usul, not the, found, not, not the secondary issues. Like in Sheikh, he said, there are types of secondary issues which are also important. What he means here is fiqh and those issues of ijtihad in aqidah.
where you have to know, hey, there's different opinions. Okay, can the dead hear you? Can, can you read the Quran on the grave of the Mayyit? These are issues that scholars differed over for years. Did the Prophet see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Isra wa Mi'raj, for example, the Sahaba, they differed over this. Sayyidah Aisha, Sayyidah Abdullah bin Abbas, radiallahu anhum. Also, in issues of amal, when the Prophet says, Sallu asra in the Bani Quraidah, pray asra at Bani Quraidah. Some of the Sahaba thought, oh yeah, the Prophet didn't know, alayhi salatu salam, that we're not gonna, we're gonna be delayed, we're gonna get there after Maghrib, so we have to pray asr. The others said, no, no, we're gonna obey the letter of the law, we're gonna pray asr at Bani Quraidah. So some prayed asr after Maghrib, some before. So the Shaykh, he's saying these issues of creed, which are foundational, and then those issues of creed that were negotiated, in general, you should know them. Right? But specifically the foundational ones like in Quran and Sunnah. Right? Secondly, the issues of worship, which are foundational in Sharia, prayer, fasting, Hajj, and then those things which are secondary. How do you know that you need to know something which is secondary? It comes into your life. Like, you know, I'm going to go to Hajj and I have a skin disease. Can I apply this cream on me or not? That's a secondary issue. Now you need to know it. Right? See, see what he's saying? So the Shaykh, he says, very nice. Okay? Another example is inheritance, right? Because it's something that people, they don't have to know it, but when the time comes, they need to either find someone who knows it, or they need to know it because it's a foundational. Issues in Quran and Sunnah. Then he says, What tasawwuf? That tasawwuf, ilmu ihsan, what is key to nafs. Okay? Waminha al wasila. Then he says, Wamin al ulum al wasila. So now he goes into the second designation. So the first designation is maqsurun lidati. Right? It's a goal and it's an objective. The second, waminha, he says, Faminha, waminha al wasila. The second are those things which lead to the objectives. They're not going to take on the same importance as those things which are maqsood. Lidati. A. Iman. And what it means by maqsood lidati, iman, fiqh, and the three answers of Jibril. What's Islam? What's iman? What's ihsan? Okay? So he says, وَمِنْهَا الْوَسِيلَةُ كَالْعِلْمِ تَفْسِيرِ وَعِلْمِ الْحَدِيثِ وَعِلْمِ الْحِسَابِ وَعِلْمِ الْمَوَاقِيتِ so he said the second designation of knowledge with regards to its importance, Shaykh al-Ulaysh rahimahullah al-Azhari al-Maliki, he said, are those things which lead to objectives. Okay, like tafsir, like hadith, like uh, math, like knowing how to establish time, because back then you didn't have, you know, it was an art to know time. And the ulum al-awa'il, mantiq, logic, so on and so forth. Then he says, third, وَمِنْهَا وَسِيلَةُ الْوَسِيلَةُ Those things which lead to those things which lead to objectives, right? So now the third, like, if we're here, this is the objective. The second type is going to be directly connected to it. The third type we're talking about now between objectives and it is something else. Like qira'at. The seven qira'at. We don't tell people that you have to know seven qira'at. Mm -hmm. But it's going to lead back to the Qur'an, which is an asl. Mm -hmm. 
والعلم الرسم how to write رسم عثماني right والعلم العربية we don't need to encourage people to learn Arabic in a way that it's like they're learning like the deeper components the more complex components of Arabic mm-hmm. so not only is this good for a student it's good for who? for the teacher mm-hmm. what am I teaching people? how do I evaluate, how do you evaluate people now for Islamic studies? Right? Do you start with the usul or the furu? Start with the usul. Of course. And that's why he gave the hadith yesterday of the man who came to the Prophet and said, Teach me like the, the strange, like the esoteric things of knowledge. And the Prophet says to him, like, what did you take from the rasul ulum? Like, what did you learn from the foundations? When you've learned those, then come back, I'll teach you gara ibn ulum. And we mentioned the statement of the Sahaba, ta'alamna al-imana qabla ta'alamna al-Qur'ana, fa ta'alamna al-Qur'ana, thumma ta'alamna al-Iman. Aw ta'alamna al-Imana, thumma ta'alamna al-Qur'an, fa zadana Allah wa imana. Now, when people come into religious schools or religious education, their entry points, what is the strategy? Is it to tie their hearts to Allah, to make them love the Ummah of the Prophet, to love khair, to be inspired, or to teach them how to hate other Muslims. Or to divide the ummah of the Prophet. Constructive criticism is okay. Right? And even to be vehemently disagree with somebody is okay. Right? But the, the general good of the ummah should be, you know, when Sayyidina Harun Khashitu. Uh, you know, I was scared. You will say, "Farakta bani Israel." You divided bani Israel. Why didn't you stop them? I was scared. You would say that I divided bani Israel. So Sayyidina Harun alayhi salam in Sultaha, he's scared even to be accused of dividing the community. Now, Subhanallah, people divided the ummah like like it's nothing. There's no sacredness to the, the, the unity of the Muslims. So the Sheikh says, "Wal wasila lil wasila." كعلم القراءات والعلم الرسمي وعلم العربية بأنواعه وعلم المنطق ونحوه وهي كلها على العموم على العموم إسلامية. And all of these subjects are considered Islamia, right? Islamic subjects. بمعنى أنها تعطي في ملة الإسلام. Like they are all included or understood to be uh, part of the, the faith of Islam. أو أنها ينتفع بها في أو ينتفع بها في الدين الإسلام. Or that you find benefit from those studies in relationship to the deen of Islam. Like math. In Azhar before you had to take math. Why? To know al-mu'aqit, to know the times of the day, to know how to calculate zakat, to know how to calculate mirah. So it's math, but it's being used to help and benefit what? Deen. Mm-hmm. So he said, "Yuntafa'u biha fi din al-Islam." That's what he means. Imma mubashiratan aw imma biwa sitatan. Either explicitly or implicitly, like math, for example. There's steps between it and the actual science. Wahiya ayadan sharia. So you could tell, like Islamophobes, man, you hate sharia. Well, math was considered a sharia science. <laughs> Just you know. <laughs> وكذلك المشهور إطلاق الشريعة على المقصور لذاته وما قرب منها منه. So he said like those things which are مقاصد and those things which are وسيلة and وسيلة وسيلة all of those generally can be considered شريعة based شريعة 
sciences. Rahimahullah ta'ala. And then he says something very important. Sheikh Al-Yusi. Wallahi, I wish this was in English. He says, Rahimahullah, وَالْمُهِمُّ مِنْهَا سِتَّةً What does that mean? وَالْمُهِمُّ مِنْهَا سِتَّةٌ What's the Arab of Sitta, Ya Mawlana? Don't make it complex. Make it easy. وَالْمُهِمُ مِنْهَا سِتَّةٌ مُبْتَدَ مُؤَخَرَ لا خَبَر وَالْمُهِمْ يَعْنِي سِتَّةٌ No problem. So he says that there are six major sciences which are important for people to study. Right? So now he's giving people a map. Sheikh Al-Ulaysh is unpacking the statement of Imam Al-Maqari, Rahimahullah, فَالْعُلُومُ ذَاتُ كَثْرَةً وَبَعْدُهَا لَهُ مَزِيدُ الْأَثْرَةً Right? Sheikh Al-Ulaysh, Rahimahullah, is saying, look, after all that, and then he mentions the statement of Sheikh Al-Yusi, sorry, here's the six subjects people should focus on. People who just want functional literacy. Right? We tend to tell people, I want to be a scholar. Those kids you teach, man, they're not worried about scholarship, man. They just want to have a heart close to Allah. Okay? But he's saying, these six are important for people to focus on. So if I want functional Islamic literacy, and that's why at Swiss we focus on these. Number one, ilmi or ilmu usul al-deen. Theology. And ilmu usul al-deen, you can call it aqidah, ilmu iman, ilahiyat. We have a very important axiom, uh, brothers, la mushahata bistilah. We don't argue about names. You can call it what you want to call it, man. Al-ibratu bil ma'ani laysat bil asma. We don't care about what you call something. What is concerning to the ulama is the, na- is the meaning of the name. People argue over names. And, and one thing that you can appreciate from Al-Yusi is the depth and detail of our scholarship in the past. It wasn't like just like, they weren't just like, it wasn't just a a a, a issue, and in, embodied in all this is a relationship to human human needs. So, like ilmu usuludin, Allah says, "Idiluhu akrabu taqwa be just. So, standing up against oppressors, speaking out for the truth, is related to ilmu usuludin. The the secular Muslim mind has to separate. Political activism from aqidah, but the classical Muslim mind didn't have this problem. So sometimes people, in their impatience, they hear something and they think, "Oh, so they don't care about like human suffering." First of all, that's su'udan bin nas, like you have bad suspicion of people. But then secondly, that person, he himself or she herself, the mind has been colonized in a way where they separate aqidah from standing for the truth. Or Allah says, or tasawwuf, from standing from the truth. Right? Be just. That's ta- that's closest to taqwa. Alhamdulillah, one person on here is making a comment, which is a good comment, but I would encourage people to have a, have a good suspicion. And if you've had bad experiences with other people, you don't project that onto like everyone else. That's a form of dhulm. But the shaykh is by no means saying neglect something. But at the same time, also, if you have an activist or someone engaged who doesn't have knowledge of deen, like, for example, what ISIS did in slaughtering people, killing Muslims, raping people, enslaving people. So there is this passion without any type of 
foundational deen. So you have to have both, alhamdulillah. So the Shaykh, he says, وَمِنْ وَمَهِمْ مِنْهَا سِتَّةٌ So ilm usul al-deen. Usul al-deen means what we believe and also, mashallah, uh, how we, how we uh, act. Yeah, this person, subhanAllah, is really just taking an opportunity to hammer. He's like, we have like very, very serious ethical crisis, man. But I can also understand when you see scholars hanging out with Zionists and like, you know, kicking with the people that are bombing Yemen. You know, we have to also be merciful to our brothers. Alhamdulillah. So he says, Right? The important one, Ilmu Usul al-Din is theology. Ilahiyat al-Nubuwat was-Sam'iyat. Right? Allah, Prophets, and the Unseen. وَإِلْمُ fiqh, How to worship. So again, the concern of the person doesn't fiqh address oppression, doesn't fiqh speak out to standing up for the truth. Of course, alhamdulillah. وَإِلْمُ tasawwuf, Like how can I claim to have a clean heart if I'm witness? Like the Prophet said, there's a person that will be punished in the grave and he will be asked, like, he will ask, why am I being punished? And they will say, مَرَضْتُ بِالْمَظْلُمُ فَلَمْ تَنْصُرْهُ Right? You you passed by someone that was being oppressed, and you didn't help them. You didn't help them. Right? Because we need to know how to read the Quran in the sense of understanding the Quran. Hadith, right? Some basic knowledge in Hadith. You know, some basic knowledge of how, especially for the common person about fatwa, that fatwa is not binding. How do you engage a scholar? So again. Let's mention what Sheikh Al Yusi says. Right? How to worship. How to clean our hearts. How to understand the Quran and engage the Quran. How to understand Hadith properly. How to negotiate different components of fatwa, engagement, and so on and so forth. And those things which that person may need in their life. Right? Things that will help, help them to accomplish those things. Then he gets into the wasila, but we just wanted to focus on those foundational six. Imam al-Yusi rahimahullah. And then he mentions 14. It's in my book actually, but here, because we want to hurry. Then he says, وَنُوِعَتْ Yani read, can you read line 12, yeah, Shaykh Abdurrahim? No. وَنُوِعَتْ So he said, وَنُوِعَتْ أي العلوم نُوِعَتْ العلوم That they have been broken into different types. Okay? The ulum of Islam the knowledge of Islam have been divided into two. I talked about it earlier. I'tiqad and amal. Okay? I'tiqad classically is called al-usul. So in, in Azhar, kuliyat usul al-deen. Right? Wal-amal, what it means by wa-amal, excuse me, is fiqh. Furu. Things that lead to like how we pray, how we act in certain situations. Okay. 
والأولى الكلام والأول الكلام مستدني مستدني الأمل والأول الكلام مستدني الأمل and he says the first this first اعتقاد is كلام you know, we need to be careful because sometimes we feel people saying like ilmu kalam, you know, a'udhu billah, ilmu kalam is bid'ah. This type of myopic understanding of the tradition is very problematic. It's like when you hear people say, you know, it's completely haram for Muslims to engage in politics because this is like khuruj an hukam It's completely wrong for Muslims in Sudan, a'udhu billah, or in Yemen, or wherever they are, to stand up and, and demand what happened in Syria, for example to stand up. These people are presenting only one side of the definition and that's the bad side. Like there's a difference between legitimate political uh, Imam Al-Iji in Al-Muwaqif he said there is an ijma that if the Amir of the Muslims has failed to live up to his responsibilities that they can rise up and try to, without leading to chaos remove that person. Okay? So obviously then there's two types of political activism. There's like the destructive, sedition. And then you have those who follow Liwa, Sayyidina Imam Hussein, right? Sayyidina Aisha and others, right? Abdullah bin Umar, the last thing he said is he was dying is, I wish I stood up against Hajjaj. I wish, I, and he was an old man, subhanAllah. The people of Medina rose up against Al-Hajjaj. These are the people of Medina, right? So obviously we're not gonna say that these people did khuruj on al-hukam. So there has to be two types then. So there's good, there's bad. The same thing with ilmu kalam. When we read classical scholars sometimes saying things about tasawwuf, ilm kalam, whatever, understand they're talking about it in the context of being negative, something bad, something wrong. Okay? So the sheikh, sheikh, he says, Like the first thing that you should focus on is ilm kalam. The science of ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why did the scholars call it ilmu kalam? Because this is very beautiful, especially when you see sometimes people attacking uh, the Islamophobes and other So it's like really beautiful, right? Right, because people would speak about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's very beautiful, right? Others, others, they call it ilmu kalam because they used to say kalamun fi hadi al-mas'ala kid, like aqwa. Like a lot of people, they would say, well, the statement, the final statement, is that. So it's very nice, mashallah, mashallah. Khalas, the next line, ya Sheikh. Wa kullu almin lil 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 maziyati iktasab iktasab fal fadu. من معلومه له انتسب نعم وكل علم للمزية تكتسب يا أخي تكتسب خلاص meaning that the knowledge right every knowledge which is uh, it has its different level of how hard you should work for it كيف تكتسب في إتقانه وتحصيله right فلكل علم للمزية تكتسب right Every one of those sciences, right? You're going to have to put some work into it. Okay? فَفَضْلُ مِنْ مَعْلُومِهِ لَهُمْ تَسَبْ And what he means here is there's an important axiom. We say فَضْلُ الْعِلْمِ مُبْتَسَبْ مِنْ شَرَفْ 
ma'lumihi. So you can know the virtue of a knowledge by knowing what that knowledge is about. So if you want to focus on, and that's why they say, ilm usul al-deen ashraf al-ulum. Why? Because ilm usul al-deen, ilm al-kalam, ilm al-tawheed, whatever you want to call it, aqidah, what is the subject matter of that? Allah. Allah. So that's why it's considered afdal al-ilm. Right? The most virtuous of knowledges, right? Because we say, sharaf al-ilm min sharaf ma'lumi. So then he says in the next line, yeah, Sheikh. You you sometimes you do like ikhtilas. Okay? Be easy, relax, no problem. وَعِلْمُ أُصُولِ الدِّينِ مَشْهُورُ الشَّرَفِ Wow, that's nice. Hmm. وَخَيْرُهُ الْمَنْثُورُ مَا لَهُ طَرَفِ Nice, I hear Rajas too. مُسْتَفْعِلٌ 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 Wow, very good, man. Hmm. وَكَيْفَ لَا وَهْوَى وَكَيْفَ لَا وَهْوَى مُفِيدٌ لِلْوَرَى نعم, وَهْوَى is a way to say وَهُوَى فقراء أبو عمر أبو عمر البصري وهو على كل شيء قدير وهو so وهو because of the بحر and he rages وكيف لا وهو مفيد للورى علم بمن أنشأهم وصورا طيب so what he's doing now is he's talking about why the knowledge of Usul al-Din is important is because the subject matter is Allah, His Prophets, the Angels. So he says, وَعِلْمُ أُصُولِ الدِّينِ مَشْهُورُ sharaf." Right? The knowledge of theology is something, it's, it's, its greatness is well known. It's honor, the honor that's associated. وَخَيْرُهُ الْمَنْثُورُ مَا لَهُ طَرَفْ And the good that it brings, like it's clear and it has no ending. يعني مَا لَهُ طَرَفْ مَا لَهُ Okay, وَكَيْفَ لَا وَهْوَ مُفِيدٌ لِلْوَرَى And how, how could it not be? Because it's, it's going to bring benefit um, to, 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 to الْوَرَى is مَخْلُقِينَ يعني, To creation. وَكَيْفَ لَا وَهْوَ مُفِيدٌ لِلْوَرَى عِلْمًا بِمَنْ أَنْشَأَهُمْ Because it brings to them the knowledge of ilman مَنْ أَنْشَأَهُمْ وَمَنْ أَنْشَأَهُمْ اللَّهُ وَلَذِي أَنْشَأَكُمْ Right? Right? So it's the knowledge of the one أنشأهم وصورا أي وصوراهم Okay? So what he's saying here is like the most Because this is the subject matter of the book, right? So he's trying to encourage you He's trying to like say Yeah, this is like the most important science After talking about the designations of knowledge مَزِيدَةُ الْأَثَرْ Right? مَقَاسِدْ وَسِيلَ 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 Now he goes into why studying theology is important because the object of what you study tells you the importance of the science a fadlul ilm fi aw sharaf al ilm fi sharaf ma'lumi so he's like just going about it in a nice way wa ilm usul al din mashhur al sharafi wa khayruhu manthur ma lahu taraf manthur ay muntashar wa kayfa la wa huwa mufid lil wara and how could it not be? Because it brings benefit to creation. Ilman, the knowledge of biman and sha'ahum, 
the one who created them, وَسَوَّرَ and, and gave them their shapes and their forms. Meaning it's the knowledge uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. طيب يا شيخ, the next. So, so what he's doing now, it's going to come in a minute. He's alluding to something called Mabari al-Ashara. No. Mabari al-Ashara are 10 foundational things a student in the classical Muslim world should know before they go into a science. Whoever wants to master of a science, يقدم أولاً علماً And then, it's actually it's this poem, subhanAllah. The ilman bihaddin thumma mawdu'in tala Right? These ten points called mabari Yani the place you start from. Before I sit down and start to study a subject, classical scholars said there's ten things you should know about every subject so that when you go into the subject, it's easy for you. Like if you go into a neighborhood and I'm like, that's the post office, that's the hospital, that's the that's the halak, yani the barbershop, that's the maqsara, the laundry. You know, I don't know the name. I didn't tell you the names of the people. I didn't tell you what kind of detergent they use. Yeah, that's nice. Yes, salam. It's a strange day, man. But I gave you the general idea of the neighborhood. The idea of the mabari ashara or mabari al ashara is that you can formulate what's in front of you before you study. Some someone that's you want to check and make sure there's no major disaster happening. Things just test. So the 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 idea of these mabadi were to allow someone to have tasawwur to conceptualize the knowledge. Everything I'm talking to you about now, this is from our ancestors. The outcome of a post-colonial hangover is, and unfortunately, politically co-opted examples and stuff, is we don't think there's this kind of depth in our tradition. So we just think like, it's just like chaos. But what you're seeing now is a lot of depth and thought into what we say is the pedagogy mm -hmm. of Islamic studies. So the Sheikh he says, وَحُكْمُهُ عَلَى الْبَرَايَ انْتَحَمَ انْتَحَمَ Meaning wajiba. So yeah, what he means is the hukm. So from the 10, those 10 foundational points that someone should know before they go into a subject is the fadl. So what he just talked about. The fadl of it, the thamara of it. He talked about the ta'rif, right? The tahdeed, ilmu kalam. And then also from those ten is the hukum. So he says, وَحُكْمُهُ عَلَى الْبَرَايَ إِنْ حَتَمَ A wajib. In hatta means hatmun wajib, hatmun fard. Okay? وَبِالنَّجَاتِ فَازَ مَنْ لَهُنْ تَمَا Is it the hukum of Allah or is it the obligation of this knowledge? That's the shay. What do you mean hukum of Allah? Qada? Yes. لا لا هو حكم هذا العلم. Okay. Yeah. Because Allah ordered us. فعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله فعلم هذا it's an order you have to know. فالأمر في الوجوب. So وحكمه أي حكم أصول الدين. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I thought he was describing the greatness of Allah. Or وَحُكْمُهُ أَيْحُكْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْبَرَايَ أَمِنِ مَا حَكَمَهُمْ فِي كِتَابِ مَا أَمَرَهُمْ بِهِ This doesn't mean قَضَاءً قَدْرٍ Okay. 
This means that because again from the Babari ten, mm-hmm. what is, is it fardain, fard kifaya, is it sunnah, is it makru, is it haram? So what he's saying here is ap- after he talks about the virtues of it, logically he now he's gonna talk about at the end of the day, whether you like the virtues or not, bro, you gotta learn this. وَقَالُوا لَوْ كُنَّا نَسْمَعُ أَوْ نَعْقِلُ مَا كُنَّا فِي أَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ If we didn't use our mind, we wouldn't be here. So here a hukum means... As some people, everyone was at the elevator. They said that sound was just telling people the building was closed at 8, you should leave. That it wasn't a fire alarm or else these would have been flashing. خلاص وَبِالنَّجَاتِ فَزَ مَنْ لَهُنْ تَمَا Right? And whoever, you know... Wants to be successful in the hereafter, then let them focus on this. And this is going to be what takes him there. لأنه بنوره ينقض من ظلمة تقليد فنفعه ضمن فنفعه ضمن. Sorry. Because this this knowledge, the light of this knowledge, is going to save that person from being astray. ظلمتي التقليد. Talk about this tomorrow. لا يجوز التقليد في الأصول لكن يجب في الفروع. فنفعه ضمن and its benefit is شامل كامل. وكم به لعلماء ملة من كتب بالقصد بالقصد مستقل. And then he said, now he's going to allude to another thing. So number one is like its virtues and what it focuses on. Number two is its ruling, right? Its فرد عين. Number three is it's going to take someone out of being a blind follower in issues of creed. For us, Ahlul Sunnah, the majority of ulama said in all of the schools, except for uh, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah and some others, and some before him also, but the majority of Sunni ulama, Rahimahumullah Jami'an, they said it is not allowed to be muqallid in usul al-deen. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I can't follow you just because you told me God is God. I have to learn. I have to think and I have to conclude for myself. So in the foundations of religion, and this again is a refutation of the Islamophobes, right? We don't believe you can blindly follow someone in issues of creed. You have to learn for yourself. So he said, right? And then the benefits of theology are system. And how many scholars of the Ummah, and now is another way to show its virtues. How many scholars wrote books, independent texts, just on theology? Again, to show, like, obviously, if ulama wrote books about it and focused on it, then it must be important. Okay? Between prose and poetry. Right? So they wrote, like, you find poems written about Usul al-Din, like this one. Mm-hmm. You find text written about Usul al-Din, like Risalat Abi Zil Qirawani, the beginning, right? Again, to show you so many people focused on this. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, look, number one is the object of the knowledge is God. Number two is its, its ruling, fart. Number three is it's going to take you from the darkness of taqli to being an independent thinker. Number four is look how many scholars wrote about it. So he's like trying to inspire you by like, look at the virtues of the science, look at the virtues of the subject, okay? Even like in prose, in poetry, so many, and you're going to find them like long, very like detailed books, 
and you're going to find like short texts. What he's trying to say is like, everybody paid attention to it. So obviously if the ulama paid attention to something, pay attention to it, mm -hmm. right? Unfortunately and sadly, I have to say, at least in the English-speaking Muslim world, it's very difficult to find in the English language a proper training in theology that's taken people through like four or five years of text. Not necessarily because of the scholars, because people, they're busy with other things. Mm -hmm. It's true. not important to them. Right? And he said, me, I'm trying to follow their footsteps, even though I'm deficient in this process. Like that's out of his humility. So I, I've brought, you know, this small effort, this small single effort uh, that I hope will bring some benefit in fi dars al-tawheed, in studying about the science of tawheed. And of course, his his uh, his explanations of humility are not real. It's just he's being a humble person. <laughs> right, and I named it ilda Right, you know, like the dark has been the darkness has been removed at night by the light of the moon. because that's the job of aqidah is to remove doubts, to remove. Other things, and that's why most people say the name of the text is because that's what he said in the text. And then tomorrow we'll talk about when he wrote this book, and then we'll finish, and then we'll go into what's called Mabari al Ashara. What are those 10 things I need to know before I jump into a subject?